0: Welcome back to episode six of the Spike Bar podcast. I'm Ben Swanton. So uh, another week gone and we are certainly getting into the slow and off season here on the various tours. Um, Last week we had the Hero World Challenge, which I suppose was the main event um, that the golfing public will be aware of. Uh, But we also had the Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open, which is um, a co-sanctioned event between the Sunshine Tour and European Tour. Um, Let's kick things off with, uh, obviously, the Hero World Challenge, which uh, John Rahm won by three strokes uh, from Tony Finau. Um, Rahm and Finau went into the last round uh, level, um, along with Stenson, um, level for the lead. Uh, Finau took a, a, a quick lead before blowing up on the front nine. Um, and John Rahm just ran away with it um, as often he does when he when he leads an event he tends to throttle down um, and that's his sixth win worldwide um, in the last two years only JT and DJ have won more events than him worldwide over the last couple of years both those guys have won seven so John Rahm kind of almost sneakily under the radar sneaky great player um, he's certainly for me uh, I think I know Bryson DeChambeau and, and others have had really strong um, years, but he, he for me is the most talented uh, European player after McElroy, and I think he's probably he's going well. He's definitely going to win a major at some point. I think he's probably the next one to break that. So I kind of major duck uh, moving forward. So it'd be be fascinated to watch him move forward. Um, so I suppose a, a couple of things to, to touch on. Tony now <clears throat> moves into the world's top 10 at number nine um, uh, with another runner-up position. you kind of got to feel sorry for this guy. I mean, he was my pick to win last week. Um, again, played great. And, and uh, he blew up a little bit on the front nine on uh, on Sunday. Uh, but uh, you, again, you can't fault his consistency. Another runner-up position. That's his second in four events. Um you just wonder when is he going to get over the hump and hopefully it's not being a mental problem seems to be one of the nicest blokes on tour um, everybody loves him just seems like a really cool genuine guy so you know again another great consistency and certainly deserves his position in the world's top 10 and hopefully he can get that win sooner rather than later interestingly his birdie on the last hole um, which moved him up from tied second to second on his own meant that Justin Rose finished third on his own and therefore didn't have quite a Enough points to flip flop back into as world number one. So Kepka keeps world number one for a second week and will now go into the new year as the world's number one golfer. Um, but again, again, another great great week by Justin Rose, another top five. I suppose the biggest thing we should sort really talk about, um, and not to get really too hot hot under the collar about it, but I think it's a little bit of a, a controversy and to a certain extent a bit of a joke. How many points are on offer in that tournament? So that tournament um, the Hero World Challenge only has 18 people in the field and yet it has 48 world ranking points at stake which is the same amount of points as events like the Scottish Open the Dubai Desert Classic and Houston Open which are pretty decent events on the PGA and European Tours they're pretty high level events so it's a little bit of a joke that it's 48 points and it's only available to 18 players but um, you know such as such as I suppose the appeal of Tiger Woods and you know I suppose his strength on the game itself just on Tiger quickly he wasn't very well apparently after um, the match last week and apparently he dropped some weight um, so he'd not been very well and that reflected and he didn't play at all well he came uh, penultimate 17th out of the 18th manfield only Matsuyama uh below him and on Matsuyama I don't know what's happened to him in the last uh, 12 months he has disappeared off the face of the earth it looked like he was he was going to rival Ram as that kind of young stud to come through and make a major breakthrough but he's kind of a nothing this year um and slipping away fast so interesting to see if he can turn turn around his form moving forward um As mentioned, obviously, the Afrasia Bank, Mauritius Open, uh, which is a a co-sanctioned tour event between the Sunshine Tour and the European Tour. It was won by Kurt Kitayama, um, uh, who I have to confess I hadn't heard of uh, before last weekend, uh, he's another American unknown who apparently breezed through qualifying school a few weeks ago. Um, and this was his first uh, tour title in only his third European tour start. Um, so uh, he looks like he's going to be kind of the latest American to follow in the footsteps of the likes of uh, Brooks Kepka and Peter Uline, kind of using the European. The, the challenge and European tours as a springboard to kind of further golfing success so um, c- clearly he's a class act um, they did very well in the Q school I think he won uh, the first Q school uh, did very well in the second Q school and nearly won the final Q school um, stage so uh, he's obviously a good um, a good prospect so it would be interesting to see how he pans out this week Uh, in the South African Open and then just a little shout out to um, one of the Challenge Tour graduates who's had a great start on the European Tour so Victor Perez the Frenchman uh, who was in the top 10 of the um, Challenge Tour rankings last year he followed up a top 10 at the Honma Hong Kong Open a couple of weeks ago with another top 15 so uh, he started very well in his uh, kind of race to Dubai standings uh, and uh, looking to obviously retain his European card moving forward so this week we have a couple of events we've got the south african open uh, which is a tri-sanctioned tour event between the european asian and sunshine tours and then in uh, in the u.s we've kind of got kind of a what do we call it it's the qbe shootout um it's effectively a pairs invitational event um yeah, just I'll talk more about that in a minute. But more importantly, kind of the big event is the South African Open. Um, so this is a new event. And It's the merging between two different events, the South African Open and the Johannesburg Open. Um, it's going to be played in Johannesburg at Ramp Park. It's the first time an event has been held at Ramp Park since 2000. Um, the winner of the South African Open last year was Chris Paisley, uh, as one of his uh, one of two uh, of the victories he had last year. Um, and effectively, it's going to be a massive field. So, whereas we just had an 18 man field. Um, last week, we've got a 240-man field, uh, which is very, very South African dominant, uh, as you can well imagine. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, South African major winners. We've got Els, uh, Trevor Immelman, Charles Swartz, and Louis Oosthuizen, as well as the likes of Brandon Gray, Dylan Fratelli, uh, Dean Burmester, etc., uh, etc. Et so a very, very strong South African contingent. And again, for, for me, it's kind of... Um, uh, those players who kind of graduated via the challenge tour um, uh, money list last year, it's a great opportunity for them to try and get some early money in the race to Dubai. Um, uh, look, be, being in South Africa, there, there tends to be a relatively strong. Um, South African kind of contingent at the top of the leaderboard and that's kind of reflected in the odds so you 've got Hazen who's favorite at eight to one uh, and then following that eleven to one you've got um, Dylan Fratelli and Matt Wallace uh, the Englishman, and then you've got Brandon Grace, Schwarzall, and Burmester, who are the next um, in the odds at thirteen seventeen and twenty three to one respectively so very South African dominant at the top of the odds in terms of for me for winners this week. I'm going to go with Matt Wallace, uh, eleven to one. Um, I just I, I like this guy. He won three times uh, on the European Tour last uh, season, or 2017-2018 season. Uh, he did well at the Nedbank Challenge, uh, sort of four four weeks ago now. Um, the event won by Lee Westwood. Um, he came fifth there, uh, and look, he's in the world's top fifty of, uh, already at forty-four. Uh, so a good week this week will further cement. Um, just make sure that he's in the top fifty by year end, which gets him into all the WGC events in twenty nineteen, and also more importantly, gets him that uh, letter on Christmas Day from, uh, or just before Christmas Day from the Masters from Augusta for his invitation there. Um, he he for me is kind of the class act in the field. Um, in terms of form, um, I'm obviously some class players like Ustes and, and, and Grace, and I expect those guys to to play well. But I, I really like Wallace. I think he's a really strong player. He's competitive as hell. Um, so I expect him to do all right. He's had a couple of weeks off, so hopefully he's able to uh, uh, you know, maintain the form that he's had um, over the last uh, 12 months and, and take that forward into early into the 2018-2019 season. Um, in terms of outsiders, um I'm going to go with the South African um, a, a guy called Eric Van Royen uh, he's at 33 to 1 um, he's not one on the European tours yet he's 27 year old not not yet one on the European tour although he's ha- he has one on the Challenge and Sunshine tours uh, he hits the ball an absolute mile um, not quite the Cameron Champ version on the European tour but not, not a million miles off uh, he did very well last year on the European tour he had three top fives including a second at the johannesburg open um and he also he finished he does well in south africa he finished 10th at the chishwani open and 20th at the south african open so this is a joint um this south african open now is joint between the old Joburg open and south african open so a second and a 20th i fancy him to do quite well um this week and as i mentioned at the beginning south africans tend to do very well in south africa um so I expect him to, to have a good week this week and, and hopefully he can kind of push through uh, on a good season last year and, and push further forward uh, moving, uh, moving into 2019. Uh, moving over to um, the PGA Tour, um, so we've got the QBE Shootout. Um, as I mentioned, it's kind of an invitational event, again, a little small field. So it's 24 players, it's um, 12 teams of two. And it's over three days, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the format is they have a scramble on the Friday, then an alternate shot on the Saturday, followed by a four-ball on the Sunday. Um, It's got a fairly decent field. Um, There's the likes of kind of Bryson DeChambeau, Bubba Watson, Tony Finau, Gary Woodland, Carl Stanley, Cameron Champ uh, are playing. Um, You've got Lexi Thompson, um, you know, obviously the the American uh, LPGA, star who who recently won uh, the tour championship uh, on the LPGA tour the final event of the year on the LP, LPGA tour uh, a couple of weeks ago she's playing again and she's playing again with Tony Fee now they came fourth last year uh, in 2017. I, I mean, look, it's a, it's an invitational event. It's a fun event. It is the last event that the PGA Tour kind of recognises before January. So this will be kind of the last thing that really goes on uh, from a US point of view whilst they head into their off-season uh, over the festive period. Um, in terms of uh, who I fancy this week, I'm actually going to go with the favourites here, and that's Cameron Champ and Kevin Kisner. Um, they're at six to one I mean the odds are really really tight between the bottom and the, and the top um, but but Cameron Chamber really you know he's in fabulous form already a win a couple of uh, I think three top tens in seven events something along those lines so I mean he is in such good form regardless um, he will be lethal in four ball uh, and the scramble so on Friday and Sunday he'll be lethal Saturday let's let's see how he gets on in the alternate shot but he's playing with Kisner and Kevin Kisner is he's a great kind of team golfer Uh, he played amazingly well in the President's Cup a couple of years ago Um, just a a real bundle of energy Uh, if ever you've heard him on he's been on other podcasts um, uh, like the 4Play podcast the guys from Barstool Sports seems like a total down-to-earth guy but he's got a great game um, great sort of uh, keeps the ball in play he's not crazy long but he keeps everything in play so I think kind of from a from a foursomes point of view he'll be a good partner for uh, for Cameron Champ um, so I expect those guys to do pretty well you, you can't overlook um, Steve Stricker and Sean O'Hare they won it last year again Stricker's just so well known for being just an awesome uh, team player uh, he'll be great in the foursomes format plus he puts so well so um, the, I expect Stricker and O'Hare who actually quite the ultimate sort of longest odds at 15 to 1 um, that they should do all right but I'm not picking them as my outsider I am going for I'm going for Finau for the second week running uh, as an outsider um, so Finau and Thompson uh, Lexi Thompson are at 15 to 1 again along with uh, O'Hare and Stricker are the second longest odds I think only longer uh, Luke Donald and Andrew Landry who are miles away actually 29 to 1 um, but look Finau as we sort of touched on earlier on has had a couple of runners up already um, Lexi Thompson won her last event so she's in some decent form they played well last year they came tight fourth um, I think it'd be interesting I think it'd be great for the game if they do win and hopefully it'll be uh, you know shot in the arm for potentially getting some more mixed events uh, in the calendar season as the uh, as the world kind of moves forward in the 21st century that'd be great to see a bit, a bit more mixed events moving forward so look there we have it um as we say we're definitely getting into the quieter part of the season uh, with uh with these couple of events here and i think only next week there's the alfred uh, dunhill championship in south africa and then we're kind of done on the european tour until january so um make the most of the golf uh this weekend because um, it's going to get very quiet uh, over the next few weeks um In terms of the, I know I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, um, I've started doing my interview podcasts and I have a couple now in the pipeline. I'm going to begin to put them out next week. So uh, next Thursday, uh, look out for uh, a second podcast coming in. The first interview will be with a guy called Jimmy James. Uh, As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Jimmy... um, a really interesting aspirational story uh, he's just basically your everyday amateur golfer hit retirement what should i do next i don't know what i'm going to play the top 100 golf courses on the u.s golf digest list um and not only was he going to play the top 100 but he said he'd do it in a year which he managed to achieve so he talked to me about how he got about doing that and some of the examples shared some stories of his journey along the way so a really great listen Um, I'm just in the final process of editing that but I will get that out next week. And then I've got some more lined up uh, over the weeks, over the Christmas period and so on, just while we have some quiet time. Uh, we can uh, There can hopefully be some interviews for you to enjoy. Um, you can support me by obviously subscribing to the podcast. iTunes likes that. So uh, if you go onto the Spike Bar podcast on iTunes and subscribe there, you can rate and review too. That also helps from an analytics point of view. Uh, of course, it's also on SoundCloud as well. And if you want to interact, you can find me on Twitter at the Spike Bar uh, podcast. Um, Be great to hear from you there. But look, have a great week and look forward to catching up with you next week. Cheers for now.